Welcome to the Authentic Love Podcast, where we address your questions about relationships in the church. So settle in and get ready for an open discussion based off of true experiences. It's going to be real. It's going to be raw. It's going to be redemptive. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Love. Uh, it's Hannah here, and I'm really excited. I'm here with Janie. Hello. Good to be with you guys today. And we brought on a really special guest, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hello. Uh, we're really excited to dive into this month's episode. But before we do, Ben, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I am an asthmatic. Um, <laughs> ben Parker, <laughs> the asthmatic. <laughs> I am an asthmatic. Um, no, I am a part-time personal trainer, and I also uh, am currently working another job and am hoping to uh, get some full-time work soon. So, yeah, it's a little bit about me. Sweet, sweet. Um, we know Ben from, actually, Ben and I go just a few years back. Um, we worked at YFC together um, in the group, one of the group homes um, here in Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, and that was fun. Like, we really, we only knew each other for, like, a few months. And then I was like, we can be friends. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> I specifically remember a, a time where I was sitting in the back seat and you were driving and you just looked up in your mirror. And for some reason, you just kept looking at me. Yeah. And then you had an urge to just say... I feel like I've seen you before. I feel like I have, though. And I think that was kind of one of those, uh, almost like a reintroduction, but I don't think we formally met before that point. Mm -hmm. I think it was just in I passing. I think you're right. Maybe you're right. I mean, it is Regina, after all. Yeah, you see a lot of people that yeah. that you know. So that was a, a reintroduction to mm -hmm. um, kind of developing a friendship. Yeah. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about uh, the season of singleness. So we've talked a little bit about being single before on the podcast. Not just a little bit, a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about singleness. A lot of it. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, if you remember last year, Leslie came on to talk about um, first dates and singleness and all of that. But this time we're talking about the season of singleness. And by that we mean kind of the season after you've been in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You've been in a relationship for a while and then you break up. Mm -hmm. And then what happens in that season after that? Yeah. And I think this is a topic that a lot of us can relate to. This is not a new thing. Um, and we want to make sure that we kind of get to touch on that, um, especially breakups in the church, because we know that that can be really awkward. Mm -hmm. And there are some people and we know that there have been people who walk away from their church in which their ex was involved in or whatever right. and like all of that is hard and that's what we're going to talk about today and ben has some really cool stories yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so we're really excited to have ben share his story do you want to just uh kick us off a little bit tell us a little bit about your story absolutely yeah so uh, i was probably around uh just before the pandemic that I was getting to know uh, some individuals in uh, some of my classrooms and then kind of found a little bit of a niche group that, you know, we helped. Um, we helped each other study for uh, tests and for mm -hmm. exams and all that. So 
uh, throughout the the pandemic, we kept up with each other, mm -hmm. and then following that, we just kind of de developed a nice friendship, and mm -hmm. then from there, um, you know, I met one of the the ladies that was there, uh, and yeah, we just really bonded by uh, roasting each other. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> all good relationships start from sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely something that. You, it was kind of very playful, mm -hmm. but you know it mm -hmm. uh, it was hilarious. And then uh, over the course of time, we just got to know each other a little bit better. Um, but we, um, I don't want to use the word unfortunately. I just want to say that uh, we just kind of started dating after a year mm. and didn't really know each other. We just kind of were friends but mm -hmm. not like oh I've known you for so long so mm -hmm. I got to know her in the relationship rather than than prior um, and there was definitely a lot looking back that was difficult mm -hmm. um, but yeah we dated for uh, close to six months and broke up about two months ago so mm -hmm. I am currently in that season of singleness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. still kind of pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. We've had some some time to kind of think about things and reflect well. on some stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely w a a very tricky um, thing because you want to be friends, but at the same time, there's yeah. been zero communication between mm -hmm. each other. Um, but I guess for anyone who's listening um definitely listen to the lord mm -hmm. if he is nudging you or mm -hmm. he is telling you that hey maybe things need to stop mm -hmm. um so quick story it was the end of the weekend um, she lives in another city so she traveled back up to her hometown and i was sitting there and we had a really good time together and then i went to bed and i've never had such a vivid dream of waking up my phone right beside me thinking that I texted her saying hey we need to break up mm. and all of a sudden I had this knot in my stomach and it would not cease mm -hmm. and I remember talking to my mom about it and she's like oh Ben you're probably just panicking like it's no big deal you know like you haven't been in a relationship in a while so you're probably you know just you're thinking too much about this but mm. I couldn't get that feeling out and so then all of a sudden I said, hey, you know what? I actually need to go see uh, a therapist. Mm -hmm. So when and I sat down just for one session because they <laughs> pretty pricey. But <laughs> <laughs> I sat down for one session. And when I sat down, I learned a little bit, but I was just praying about it. But that feeling would not go away until mm -hmm. eventually mm -hmm. it actually was her calling me up, you know, a couple months later saying, hey, for the past month, I've kind of had this feeling in my gut that really? things need to end. Yeah. Okay. And I was already kind of anticipating that a breakup was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But when she kind of mentioned that, it almost felt like it was full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that night, I wasn't crying. I wasn't really upset. I was almost accepting of it. But, mm -hmm. of course, you're not going to process something just like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it happened and that was the same night you know that i actually you know i didn't i didn't know what to do 
So I prayed about it. I went to go see some friends I knew, spoke to them, and then I also texted Janie. And mm -hmm. I said, hey, Janie, this happened. How's it going? It's been like... <laughs> it's been three years. <laughs> yeah, <it's> been <laughs> Here's a nice reintroduction. <laughs> hey, hope the marriage life is going well. Uh, my marriage life, not so much. <laughs> so yeah. I went and I, I spoke with her. And then uh, from that point on was really just the time where it was kind of learning and I'm not sure I'm still working through it. It mm -hmm. may or may not be a, a spiritual gift, but it was God nudging me at that time yeah. to say, hey, things mm -hmm. needed to end, but because of my pride, because of my selfishness right. and just wanting to keep the relationship going, mm -hmm. um, I ignored him until finally, most likely, um, he probably put that same feeling in her gut. Right. And mm -hmm. then you realize that, yeah, looking back on it, we are two completely different people. Mm -hmm. And I think he saved me from even more heartbreak. Right. Mm -hmm. Where would you say or where would you describe your relationship with Jesus or with, and with the Holy Spirit? Like in that season where you felt that God was telling you something, um, but you but you didn't take it. Like, where were you at, like, just mm -hmm. headspace? I, I think for me, uh, <laughs> I think for something like that, I really wasn't sure what to make of it mm -hmm. because, you know, it, I didn't mention this before, but she wasn't a believer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we never really had any conversations about God, about faith, about, you know, what, you know, what mm -hmm. does a relationship look like? um in that that sense yeah so for me personally um i think it was about four and a half maybe five years since the last relationship i had mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. for me i'm thinking hey wow like you know it's probably nothing yeah you know um so i don't remember really talking talking to god about it yeah i kind of in essence ignored him yeah you know yeah. just kind of said like ah oh, well you don't, you know, you don't really know, yeah. you know, you don't have any <laughs> I, idea, but, yeah. you know, I, you can see countless times, whether it be on the gospel or mm -hmm. even people in their own stories who contradict that, you yeah. know, like we want to do things by our own will, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I should have been struck down with lightning or something, <laughs> just not... <laughs> Not I actually mean, listening, so. Yeah. And we did talk about that. Like, mm -hmm. that topic has come into our podcast um, before, if you guys have listened to our other podcast, where where we talk about, like, kind of like a season of ignoring. Mm -hmm. um, not ne necessarily like, walking away from God, um, but, like, knowing that he's telling us mm -hmm. one thing and, like, actively yeah. doing one thing, which essentially is disobedience. Like, let's just yeah. be real. Like, mm -hmm. you know, but we all have done it, whether mm -hmm. that be two weeks, two months, three years, whatever yep. it may be, like, you know, um, but God still redeems. Yeah. And I think, like, relationships are a really easy place for that to happen yeah. because we're relational people. Yeah. And the desire of being in a relationship, the desire of marriage, like, all of those things are, like, huge on a lot of our hearts. So sometimes it's really hard to be, like, but he but he or she is so, like, nice and this and that and this and that. Like, you don't really kind of, like you were saying, man, you don't really know. I know yeah. because I know them. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that it's sometimes it's easier for us to, like, put that aside because this is this is what we can see in front of us. Or if it's been a really long time, it's like, but it's been so long. Mm -hmm. And now I finally found someone. Yeah. 
And that's really hard too, because like mm-hmm. us as f- for humans, I think I can see how how difficult that is to reconcile. Mm-hmm. To be like, well, I know them, God, but they don't know you. But like, I know them, so it's like you're almost like stepping in the gap for them, mm-hmm. um, thinking it's for them, but really it's for us. Mm-hmm. It's to it's to put our hearts at peace, because you know that there's like a there's a reason, whatever it is, whether it's they're yeah. Christian, they're not Christian, or like I think it's even harder when they are Christian. Because sometimes it's easier to be have that definitive yeah. line of like, okay, you're not a Christian. I can kind of see why God's nudging me the other way. Mm-hmm. But it's those relationships like in the church that we talk about where it's like they're Christian, you're Christian, and we're taught a lot. Like if that's if they're Christian, then it's good. Yeah. You're gonna be great. But, but there's Christian so many other are layers. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> some no, <laughs> some Christian people can be crazy. <laughs> not yeah. all of them, but yeah. they can be. And putting religion like and mm-hmm. faith like a part of the confusion cyclone yeah. thing of relationships is just like it's a whole nother layer, it's a whole nother layer. Mm-hmm. lord save us yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so you had the breakup and i know like was the next day you wound up going to Janie? yeah honestly i <laughs> believe so it was it was literally just um a season where or i'd say a relationship where i compromised values so i didn't really talk to god just mm-hmm. kind of ignored him and that night when things ended i didn't know what to do so i prayed so uh when i went to a friend's house who you know knew her as as well we just kind of sat down and, you know, I said, hey, you know, we're here for you if you need anything. And I said, you know, thank you so much. You know, I just got a chance to kind of um, see them. And then when I was driving home, I just prayed and said, hey, what should I do? And then uh, texted Janie and literally the next night I was over at her house. Can you just give really good relationship advice? <laughs> I know this. I mean, primarily, I, I, I think I... <laughs> or break up advice, whatever it is. <laughs> well, I think I went there for the food, but... I mean, uh, that's true. We, we, we also serve good food. Mm-hmm. We also serve good food. Dynamite good food, but there was also yes. lots of really good um, relationship advice. Mm-hmm. And because the breakup was super literally the day... Fresh. Yeah, super fresh. Super like the fresh. day before... Um, a lot of it was, I, I think, hard to hear. Mm-hmm, but yeah. at the same time, you realize that the people that are going to make you uncomfortable are the mm-hmm. people that want you to grow. Yeah. So, exactly. To be clear, I just want to clarify something. Ben and I had, <laughs> up, right up until that point that he came over to mine and Josh's house, we hadn't talked to each other for like three years. <laughs> 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 I just want to say. <laughs> so it, so I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really interesting because you messaged me, I think like that Monday or the Tuesday. I don't know when your breakup was, the Monday. Mm-hmm. Or th- okay, so then you literally texted me the Tuesday morning. I remember I was at work and I remember that the rest of my week was already booked. Like I already had plans mm-hmm. the, the, whole, the rest of the week. But I was like, I don't have it. We don't have anything tonight. <laughs> Do you want to come over for dinner tonight? And then you're like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> so it literally all happened within that same day, but which mm-hmm. was really interesting to me and also very honoring to know that after all of that time, mm-hmm. um, not that we parted in like, in like bad ways or whatever. It was just time and COVID mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but after, even after all that time that God felt the need to put me in your, in your mind and reach out because all 
for all you knew, I wasn't following the Lord anymore. <laughs> just kidding. No, I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got to be honest, the the times when, you know, um if you've ever crossed my mind, I don't think I would have ever been like Ah, oh, yeah, she's not a believer anymore. Oh, yeah, no. she's falling off the wayward path. Yeah, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, no, I, I think it was definitely important to reach out to those individuals because mm -hmm. even when I was, you know, when I had that knot on my stomach the first time, I didn't realize there was even a difference between a therapist and then a Christian therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. honestly, I, I didn't know. Like, yeah. I haven't, like, I've been to therapy before, but. Mm -hmm. I never realized how big of a, a difference that is because you have one individual who's going to help you, of course, deal with things, which yeah. is very important. But then you also have someone who's giving mm -hmm. more of a godly aspect to mm -hmm. it. And just in that sense, there could have been other individuals and other friends that I reached out to. But I think, you know, God said, hey, let me push you towards someone who, you know, is following me, <laughs> but also is in a a very you know healthy marriage but at the same time has also had to work yeah towards having a healthy marriage mm -hmm. and then i also have my parents who have been you know over 30 years married mm -hmm. who have been a, a prime example mm -hmm. of, of love and obedience yeah. so i think having those individuals yeah. and having people who are mm -hmm. I, d I don't want to say idols but people you can look up to yeah, for sure uh, is very important. Mm -hmm. so. And we say that all the time, that people are so important in relationships. Like, outside people are <laughs> so important in relationships, having people that can speak into your life or that you can, can go to. Mm -hmm. And I say that because um, my last breakup was five years ago. Yeah. But I didn't process it with anyone. Right. Like, it was a season where I just wasn't able... Not I wasn't able. It was a weird season in you general. Didn't have the space. I didn't have the space yeah. to process it with the people closest to me. And it's five years later, and I just started. We talked, Janie and I talked that, like, we've done Genesis at our church, which yeah. is, like, group inner healing or group Christian therapy. Mm -hmm. And it was there that I realized, oh, like, I never processed this. So now I have to process it now. Yeah. Let me tell five you, five years, years later, years later <laughs> is a lot more <laughs> difficult processing. Yeah. Than in the moment. Right. So I commend you for being like, I need, like, for just reaching out. Yeah. Or to someone that you weren't even close to at, at the anymore. time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which is even yeah. I think, well, what I found is in my first ever breakup is I thought that this was the girl I was going to marry. But clearly at 2021, you know, I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't mm -hmm. in the, the right headspace and things needed to end. They ended poorly, but it was a very good lesson to learn. And I was vying to, to win her back. So when I went through my second breakup, I did the complete opposite. I went into isolation. I remember I went down to, um, you know, EB Games, bought a game, and literally just sat in my basement for a couple weeks and just didn't talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Didn't know didn't know who to talk to. Honestly, yeah. I, I didn't know who to reach out to. I didn't know what to say. I just hid away and just played games and then in this you know this uh, most recent breakup it's kind of been trying to find a mixture of both of mm -hmm. there are times where it's difficult to be around individuals and mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. where i don't want to talk i don't and it's it's not that i'm mad at them it's not mm -hmm. that i'm mad at anybody else it's just i Processing. don't yeah you you just you kind of sit there so yeah. um even when, you know, Janie, when, when you invited me to your life group, mm -hmm. 
the first time that I was there, I just sat there. I sat there and I listened because, you know, as you know, especially as an introvert, you're not sure what to say. You're not sure Mm -hmm. how people are going to respond. But uh, I think trying to find the balance between isolation and then also talking to people, Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of individuals who are going to say isolation isn't healthy. Yeah. For me, I actually have found uh, having it has actually been something that has helped with healing Mm -hmm. because it's made me you know, at times have to confront feelings, things that I did wrong, things that um, are difficult to talk to with others Mm -hmm. um, besides God. Mm -hmm. And so really trying to identify what those things are, but then also saying, um, as we kind of mentioned before with closure, um, that you're going to have unanswered questions and there are going to be a lot that you don't know Mm -hmm. what to do. Yeah, Ben's saying, I, I don't believe in closure. Yeah. <laughs> in that I don't believe that you'll ever... <laughs> well, what we were saying is you don't need closure to heal. Yeah. And a lot of people think you need that closure to heal. Yeah. But you're always going to have more questions. Yes. Even when those questions get answered. Yeah. Because you're always going to wonder, like, was there a way yeah. that this could have worked? Was there a way it mm-hmm. could have been different? Which mm-hmm. is... And even if there was a way, mm-hmm. knowing the answer to that doesn't help it doesn't it's not gonna bring the relationship back yeah no i think what you're saying is 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 really good ben because i think a lot of people either yeah they isolate or they dive into people because if they dive into people they also don't have to heal right Right, because they get distracted they get distracted you put the facade like you're not gonna cry like every time you're around your friends or Mm -hmm. like they c- they'll only want to hear about your your significant other that you broke up with for so long. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so I think it's easy to just be like, okay, I'll dive into the people or I'll be by myself. Mm-hmm. And I just won't, I think really yeah. often we don't really want a healthy way to deal with the breakup mm-hmm. at the beginning. We want to like be like, I am justified in just sitting in it. Yeah. Well, so I'll, I'll give a shout out because I, I need to. Um, shout out to Legends. Oh, <laughs> absolutely uh, phenomenal <laughs> rock band. Huge, huge fans. Um, can't wait to rock your merchandise one day. But the reason why I need to to have a, a shout out because when I joined your life group is when I met a bunch of other great individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, Me being one of them, I, especially, especially true. Hannah, yeah. <laughs> especially. Absolutely. But I remember when I was one of the first individuals to show up to the concert that they had Mm -hmm. going on. And uh, that's kind of where I met Taylin a little bit. Yeah. But then I also met uh, someone named Amanda. Mm -hmm. And so as you were kind of talking about, sometimes when you're with your friends, you know, you don't have to deal with it or you might speak too much mm-hmm. so the first time <laughs> i ever met her i'm looking at her dead in the eyes and we're talking to each other just getting you know just just chatting Tell up a little or bit. Amanda. amanda amanda okay yeah so i'm talking to amanda and she's telling me oh yeah i'm a you know radio announcer what are you doing you know and i was like mm-hmm. oh i'm a personal trainer or, or whatever and she looked at me and she said, oh, how do you know Janie and Josh? And I said, oh, funny thing, <laughs> I'm going through a breakup. And then I started to pour out all of this information and what I was, was feeling. it was the same week. It like, was all the of exact this happened same the week. same week. <laughs> it, was, it was like that Saturday and I sat there 
And I'm just pouring out to this poor lady who just doesn't need to hear about my relationship you were issues. Really vulnerable. <laughs> I it's almost like I was just waiting for anybody to hear something. So Which, can we also have the setting like they're like a rock band, metal band? Like it's not really like the atmosphere in which you general it's not like cool jazz or something where it's set up for that. Cool like, jazz vulnerable <laughs> conversation. <laughs> You're like yeah. No, it was it was one of those things where, as you said, because it was so fresh, yeah, you want everybody to like hear you, mm-hmm. and that was one of the biggest mistakes because <laughs> I why I feel bad is not just because I did that, oh, but because I have not seen her since, <laughs> so I have not had an opportunity to apologize and look at Amanda and say, "Hey, I am so sorry." For saying all of that, but I, if she, if she ever hears this, so Amanda, funny. I am sorry. I am healing and I am better now. <laughs> okay, so in that week, how were you able to process or talk a little bit more about your emotions, I guess, or like how you were feeling in that first week, and then maybe how that compared to how you felt with your other breakup? Like, how was this breakup's first week different than the others? I, and like how and like what you were feeling? Okay. Uh, so I, before we broke up, she was pretty distant to begin with. Mm. So it's kind of like the writing was already on Mm -hmm. the wall. So Mm -hmm. you, you were already embracing for something to happen without there being any sort of like, uh, connect, you know, breakup till it actually happened. Mm -hmm. So because I already knew that it was going to happen, then I spoke to to Janie Mm -hmm. and I teared up a little bit you know I didn't really process I didn't really cry that first night didn't really cry the second night Mm -hmm. um but the third night it hit pretty hard um I went to work fully decked out in a toque and wore glasses to hide my eyes because Mm -hmm. there was definitely going to be moments I felt that I would Mm -hmm. break down Mm -hmm. and I remember coming home being pretty silent and then Uh, you know just kind of walking in and broke down it wasn't a super long cry or anything it was probably just a a minute or so but um it hit pretty pretty hard those next couple of days um and so i think in that sense i was actually facing it but i didn't really know what i was facing if i'm being honest i don't know if it was the realization that it was happening or you know someone who you were talking to daily all of a sudden there's no communication Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i really felt just i i did feel hope Mm -hmm. you know like things are going to be okay and they are okay but at that same token i felt pretty lost coming out of this relationship and i'm re finding myself right now Mm -hmm. so compared to other breakups definitely i would say more mature yeah because Mm -hmm. she when she called she thought that i was going to be screaming at her that i was Mm -hmm. going to be angry that Mm -hmm. i was going to be absolutely just like frustrated and whatever the case is like blindsided is what she said and i actually didn't feel that way i felt Mm -hmm. more compassion i felt Mm -hmm. more like yeah i understand Mm -hmm. i understand you know like we're not meant to be together forever and especially when it comes to faith that's yeah you know that's going to be a huge dilemma but Mm -hmm. i don't know it's when i'm looking back on those emotions Mm -hmm. i still feel lost to a certain extent yeah 
but I still hold on to that hope that everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I remember too, like your f- like like that first day that you came, and we chatted a little bit. And really, what I was trying to get to, what I was just trying to, um, like gauge, I guess, um, because it, because it'd been such a long time, and I really didn't know anything about that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, was like how you were handling it, like where you were at, and and it did l- seem like you were more like like in shock like there was just like a lot of emotions coming but like like it was almost like you didn't want to or didn't know how to process them or which one you should do first so then you do nothing until Mm -hmm. they all come at the same time um and then i remember telling you and you were very concerned for her um we talked a lot about that and and Mm -hmm. just like how she was doing and stuff and like just general well-being um and uh and i remember encouraging you to be like how are you doing (laughs) (laughs) like how are you (laughs) yeah having to to flip the script because you know on here on social media i'm not gonna share anybody's private lives or anything that's that's going on but there was a lot of you know unfortunate things that were happening in her life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um i really got to that point where i was really starting to you know think about the the l word Mm. you know and really starting Mm. to think hey you know Mm -hmm. like kind of taking that that next step so yeah i really started to focus more on her rather Mm -hmm. than on myself Mm -hmm. so of course when you're asking questions like that well how are you doing it almost takes you for a a lip even more of a shock yeah because you're not sure actually how you're doing until you take the time to sit down and say okay well if i'm not concerned about her anymore mm-hmm. how am i yeah yeah mm-hmm. so and you mentioned that you kind of like um from what it sounds like like after you broke up that was like the last communication did you find like that like that's what you needed to heal and i say that because there there's lots of people who do stay friends after the breakup like immediately are still like connected and in each other's life and checking the, in. and checking in and just like still existing in each other's sphere and then there's the other side where it's like you need to like have the distance and not be in that space together did you like was that something you guys you just knew or was it something you're just like okay we're broken up and we just don't talk anymore no um so the the first ever relationship i went through in the breakup we immediately tried to be friends after that and that was an 18 month relationship Mm. okay uh, that was not a good idea. <laughs> that was probably one of the worst ideas <laughs> that we both could have ever came up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you're thinking that that's the person that you're going to marry, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, how do I still keep communication? Actually, for her and I, we said, hey, we would like to stay friends. Like we didn't. Blo- well, at least from my perspective, um, I didn't block her on any social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, we still stayed friends on, you know, on there. Because it, it ended in a, a very positive manner, mm-hmm. but from that point, we actually haven't spoken to each other in the past couple months. So I think n- there have been times where, of course, even especially recently with um, you know her birthday coming up, mm-hmm. I did want to reach out. I did want to say happy birthday. Um, but I also seek guidance. <laughs> um, so I, because I, I do trust Hannah, I do trust Janie. I did text Janie um, 
you know, when I was up in, in Saskatoon and I said, hey, should I text her happy birthday? Mm-hmm. Um, and was really praying about it, but just didn't really feel like I was hearing the Lord as, as well. I wasn't hearing the Holy Spirit as well as, as Janie was. Um, and so that's why, of course, I wanted to ask a, a second opinion before I wrote some sort of big, long <laughs> message and being like, hey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but getting that guidance, getting that counsel was something that was very important because I didn't want to act based off of my emotions or right. things that I was working through. So yeah. when mm-hmm. I spoke to her, she said, well, you know, that's what I'm hearing is basically what you don't want to hear. Yeah. But I think it's going to be what's best in the the long term so as we talk about with with closure you don't know what the future holds you don't know Mm -hmm. are you going to be friends are you just going to go both your separate ways and never speak ever again um those are unknowns right now Mm -hmm. but i think one of the best things that could have happened was by reaching out the first time Mm -hmm. the day after when the breakup happened allowed me to also have someone that I knew I could trust right. who would mm-hmm. give me that blunt, mm-hmm. honest truth to yeah. just say, hey, I know you mm-hmm. may want to because the feelings are still there, mm-hmm. but actually taking the time to then sit back and say, okay, well, if she's telling me that and I know I can trust her and I know I can trust the Lord, mm-hmm. the most likely that's probably the best thing that, that can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Communication and the reason why I, I felt I felt that way, and I did I did feel moved to 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 say that. And Josh and I were talking about it, and um, and uh, but communication in in such a vulnerable position, there is everything mm-hmm. back up as though the time that you've the weeks and the days that you've spent healing, mm-hmm. like almost it's almost like you go back to square one. And I think mm-hmm. that's what happens when that's what hap- maybe that's what happened with you with with your first um. Mm-hmm girlfriend where you guys stayed friends and then you never got to heal like mm-hmm. there was no heat yeah. there was no space it's like picking heal. it's like picking the scab or that yeah like, do you ever do the thing mm-hmm. where you're like am i okay with this now yeah you know that you aren't but you're like i'm gonna test it yeah to see if and then like, you're like in a scenario sink. of whatever thing <laughs> like, oh no that still pains me yeah. that's that experience is still not a good experience for me to like mm-hmm. we do that because we almost want to be like are we there yet i want to be better mm-hmm. are we better are, are we, we better, better yet? yes Instead of just like, and really too, we want what's familiar, and Mm -hmm. what's familiar is them. Yeah, and them gives you comfort, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it is. And like, it it, it's true. Like, so with you taking our advice and actually going through that, I was so proud of you. Like, because that is hard work. I was Mm -hmm. like ninety percent sure you weren't gonna do it. (laughs) I was like, I was like. I can only I can only advise as a as a friend, um, mm-hmm. but then after that, mm-hmm. really was all that was all you. Well, so thank you. It's yeah. it's hard because as you said, you know, you go from you go from being almost feeling like like best friends, you're just sharing everything, mm-hmm. to immediately sharing nothing. Yeah. yeah. To you know, you see a video on TikTok, you're like, hey, I should send this. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute never mind yeah, or yeah. you see something on instagram and mm-hmm. and you see that but mm-hmm. i read on on twitter i don't know who who tweeted it but it said you know healing can be lonely mm-hmm. yeah and that's something that to a certain extent i i agree with mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where you know um just kind of relaying back to you know f- having too many people that you talk to about an issue and then yeah. also isolation um, finding that balance is something that 
became so important Mm -hmm. and -hmm. i think that's something that i've been learning to try and decipher between as much as advice as i can get Mm -hmm. there are still things that you have to do on your own Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. nobody can do it for you so i couldn't have someone hold my (laughs) hand and be like don't send this text instead just say you know what have the courage to be able to Mm -hmm. say okay i don't know what's going to come from this yeah Mm -hmm. but i do have to have faith especially in the lord Mm -hmm. because for other people oh it's just a text it's a whatever but to me it was you know in Mm -hmm. my opinion it it was a a deal and it was something where i i needed wisdom and somehow had the strength Mm -hmm. to pull through so and going back to a little bit ago you were talking about hope and Mm -hmm. stuff like that i think a lot of times especially coming out of breakups it's so hard to imagine someone having such a large impact on your life and then them not being there like yep. when you're in a relationship, every person I've dated, like they'll always be a monumental part yeah. of my life, right? They've they've done things. And it's really easy to get lost in the like sadness of like, oh, this person is no longer gonna be a part of my journey. This person's no longer gonna be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. But um and you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but being able to look back and actually be like, but look at the enrichment that that person brought my life the things that i learned about myself the things i learned about being in a relationship yeah the things that will hopefully bring me to the person that i am supposed to be with Mm -hmm. that developed me as a person Mm -hmm. kind of thing instead of looking at it as like oh that's another failure that's another heartbreak which it is and it's good to like own that but also being able to be like heartbreak doesn't negate everything else that yeah went through then yeah yeah no that was for me especially, one thing that I, I learned, um, if anybody doesn't know who Tim Grover is, Tim Grover is the uh, personal trainer that actually trained Michael Jordan. Mm, he okay. trained Kobe <laughs> Bryant amongst a bunch of different <laughs> NBA players. That's fine, Hannah. It's all <laughs> but he was someone who, um, you know, as a personal trainer, understanding how important a lot of the times for individuals, it's, it's not the physical capabilities. It's more or less what they're telling themselves. Mm. And for him, it was just so important that um, one thing I think he talked about was anger. He said, you know, it's a uh, wasted emotion if mm-hmm. you don't know how to use it. So then you top that off with uh, Kobe, who was someone who to me just seemed fearless who just wasn't scared of anything. Whereas, you know, dealing with the emotions I'm dealing with, it seems very easy to just run, to just run away or find ways in which you can hide from your feelings. But for him, it was actually learning to embrace those emotions. So for him, of course, he's speaking in terms of just, you know, playing basketball. Mm -hmm. But if you have the ball, it's, you know, game on the line and you have it in your hands and you're, you know, you're afraid to take that last shot. You kind of have to then sit down and dissect and figure out, okay, Mm -hmm. well, why am I afraid, Mm -hmm. right? Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. And that's been one of the hardest things for me to learn is to not run from those emotions Mm -hmm. when they come, but then to actually sit down and say, okay, as I'm just working my job or as I'm just sitting by myself or even when I was hanging out with friends, when I would get that panic or anxiety or that fear of course, pray about it, but then actually take the time to sit down, whether it be with a therapist or friends mm-hmm. or even just by yourself, 
and then dissect and say, okay, well, why am I afraid of those things? Yeah. And then you start to realize how powerful the mind can actually be. Mm-hmm. The mind can make up so many different scenarios where it's telling you you're less than mm-hmm. or you can't do it or there's mm-hmm. no way in which you could push through. You won't find love. You won't be successful. Yeah. You won't get that career or that job or mm-hmm. whatever the Word. case may be. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But you see, like, you see how powerful it is. And yeah. so... That was something like just in my uh, personal training field I found with clients, but then also relaying back to a, you know, kind of a a broken heart. Then you kind of say, wow, like these are emotions that I have to learn how to deal with. And when I do panic, what are the things that can help me stay Mm -hmm. at bay? What Mm -hmm. are the things that can help me stay calm? Or even the strongholds, as Joyce Meyer has said before, what are the strongholds in my mind that I can start to learn to to work, you know, work around and work mm-hmm. through. Sorry, not work around, work through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To not avoid them, but to yeah. actually face them and then allow the the Lord to do what he needs to do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> Hannah and I were just making eyes at each other because that's literally <laughs> what we're, <laughs> that's literally the journey mm-hmm. that we've been in with Genesis. And just a quick plug. Um, if you if you have heard of the Genesis process that um, Harvest City offers, it is like H- Hannah said. It's um, kind of like a like a group it's a group it's inner, a healing group inner healing slash therapy. Yeah, it's like the best and worst thing all at the same time. Yes, um, I love it, but it's also very hard. Very hard, um, but it's for me. It's n- like it was life changing. Yeah life-changing and we just started this year and actually Hannah and I are starting like in like in like the next week here our second part mm-hmm. of it and um and it talked exactly about that like why do you do the things that you do mm-hmm. why in a certain situation you respond this way even though you know you shouldn't respond this way or like that's not the healthy way to do it but you do it anyway yeah. mm-hmm. and and essentially like talks about like what what Paul said like I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I do want to do Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, like for us, it's definitely brought a lot of healing and yeah. So quick plug. So now it's been about two months. You said so like mm-hmm. a little less fresh. Yeah. Um, how is the, how are you now versus then? And like, what are you, what have you done or are doing that's like helping you move forward? I, in the process of having to refine myself. I had to learn and embrace the fact that there was going to be a lot of alone time, yeah. a lot of downtime. So I tried to, and currently in the process, try to take advantage of that, re-embracing that loneliness, but understanding that you can't stay by yourself forever. There's a reason why God created other people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's... Uh, so just give us our own planets. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it was for me personally was just trying to get back to doing what I loved um, mm-hmm. because I was just so concerned for her. Um, I got very overwhelmed in that and then, you know, got to the point where I stopped working out mm-hmm. and as a personal trainer, <laughs> you know, you want to <laughs> practice what you preach. So yeah. if I'm walking around with a, you know, a belly, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard to get Check some clients. On your friend. Yeah, exactly. Check on your friend. <laughs> So for me, I had to 
uh, kind of sit down and say, okay, well, what are the things I do love to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to spit a freestyle or an acapella or anything, <laughs> but I taught myself from a very young age to, to rap. Mm-hmm. And that was something where, like, um, music was something that's always been very important to me. So I said, you know what, why don't I find new artists? Right. Find people that, you know, I haven't really been listening to started to find different, um, you know, worship artists, uh, the Bradley Clemens in particular, just Mm. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like she has a song called um, Free, Mm -hmm. just absolutely not only like like a dance song, but absolutely (laughs) just incredible. Um, But I also started to listen to more and more sermons from different churches uh, so whether I was just listening to that throughout the day or mm-hmm. after work, I would just actually go for, you know, some half an hour, even hour long walks where I would just kind of sit there and try and be as present with the Lord as I could be as mm-hmm. I was listening to everything that was going on. And also mm-hmm. simultaneously, you know, because of the horrendous winter that we just had <laughs> to just say, OK, embrace the short summer that mm-hmm. that, you know, will experience, you know, a heat wave or whatever the case is. But to sit there and really just enjoy the true beauty of what, what God has created. So mm-hmm. I think for in that sense, you when you're refinding yourself, it's learning that you're going to have to, you know, as I mentioned before, do some things on your own. Yeah. To mm-hmm. sit there and say, okay, I can't have people hold my hand this entire time, but there mm-hmm. will be moments where I do need to reach out. And there yeah. will be mm-hmm. times where, hey, I need to get plugged back into things. Mm-hmm. So um, when I reached out to Janie, invited to her, her life group, mm-hmm. and then beyond that point, I also started coming back to church mm-hmm. and then got introduced to a wide range of different individuals who have been um, whether it's been a small impact or a big impact or um, who have prayed over me, who mm-hmm. have prayed for me, who have just been people who have really kind of been a, a catalyst for helping me dive back into the word, helping mm-hmm. me dive back into my faith, but also understanding that um, when they talk about it's okay to not be okay, I always mm-hmm. kind of just read that as a cliche, whatever, yeah. but then realizing that, you know, I don't have to come to to uh, church in a place of everything's okay and I'm doing perfectly fine. I don't need to show up to work and be like, smile on my face, A plus, I'm doing all good um, to just say like, yeah, like we are Mm. are all broken to a a certain extent, but to come to a place where that's where the healing is, Mm -hmm. to go to a place where I'm not looking to be wise. Yeah. I'm not looking to be the one that people are looking towards. I'm trying to be the one that's looking towards the individual, mm-hmm. God. Try to look to him to say, hey, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. But what I can do and what's constantly been proven is to just be dependent mm-hmm. on what God can do for you as opposed yeah. to what I can do for him. Right. And you showing up who you are, mm-hmm. where you're at is you showing up with your authentic self. And that is what, you know, like our our podcast is called The Authentic Love. And it's not to show up and it's not to present yourself in a way that that is more appealing or Mm -hmm. like less vulnerable because it makes other people feel uncomfortable. It's showing up where you're at and, you know, hoping for the future, but also recognizing that like today sucks. Today sucked, yesterday sucked more but today sucked less but Mm -hmm. still sucks you know um 
and then and then I think through that and as you like let other people in your journey and you show up as your authentic self people actually then are able to show up as their authentic self they're drawn to that they're drawn to that Mm -hmm. because that's what we that's that's who we are like Mm -hmm. like we all experience the same emotions Mm -hmm. at one way or another in different like phases uh, in our lives and stuff um and there is a freedom when someone else goes before you and does it 100 percent. and then they're like oh dang i can do that too okay Mm -hmm. there's space there's space to yeah be who i am and experience what i need to experience to get Mm -hmm. to the other side so just to wrap things up what how are you feeling today um and how do you how are you looking forward to the next month let's even go there like not even say future but like just the next month just the next month or two it's a good question I think it's it's a very good question because most things have been day to day. So I haven't really been looking towards the future in the regard of kind of being in a season of singleness. Yeah. Like you acknowledge that you're there, but you're not really trying to make six month, year, For ten sure. year plan. Oh, this mm-hmm. is the perfect in you know version of of me. Yeah. This is what I'm going to look like. But I think what helps is just understanding that always coming back to that sense of hope mm-hmm. um as i've mentioned to you guys before mm-hmm. um lamentations 321 i call all this to mind and and therefore i have hope yeah and while this is a much different context <laughs> <laughs> um just understanding that even in the midst of all the chaos that i have felt even in the midst of doubting god or being mm-hmm. angry at god or being sad understanding that he is always listening Mm -hmm. he was always there in the relationship even Mm -hmm. out of the relationship and that he cares about me Mm -hmm. and that he does love me and while comparisons are very easy to do yeah it's very meaningless Mm -hmm. and so i think what i've found and you know as i'm kind of growing into other seasons and and trying to you know spread my wings a little bit Mm -hmm. finding that the lord can work of course he can work in mysterious ways but he can also work in literal direct ways yeah Mm -hmm. in ways in which he can use me even how broken i have felt yeah he can still use me to glorify him and i think that's something that i'm really looking forward to because mm-hmm. i have no idea what that looks like yeah but i think it's something that if i'm willing to let go that he can really do some incredible things very wise words yes thank very you so much words. for sharing with us mm-hmm. today it was so good having you thank you for letting us in your story mm-hmm. and um yeah tune in next month uh, to hear from someone we haven't heard from in a while teddy will be back teddy Ooh, it's been a minute since he's been on the podcast but he'll be here next month and we'll see you guys all next month thanks for listening bye, bye. thank you for listening with us today a huge thank you goes to harvest city church for letting us record in their studio We release new episodes every month, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Authentic Love Podcast, where you can be a part of our next conversation. See you next time.